heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Oh, there he is. There, there, no, once again, because this is episode 95 of YWC Football Talk, folks. I am that close to 100. I'm that close to 100. Um, before we get into the news today, we obviously have some Patriots news to talk about. The hat's going on. Uh, I hat. My hat. My hair is – I need a haircut bad. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I actually, did, I actually went and did – I just put some uh, – just sprayed some water in mine before the show because you know what? you got to look good for the cameras. Yeah. Um, but the first bit of news I want to talk about today is that the NFL and uh, Twitter announced a, uh, a multi-year partnership extension that will include expanded engagement formats and a full season commitment to produce exclusive content on Twitter spaces and Twitter's new live audio feature. This is crazy to think just because I saw a tweet from Mike Florio that said that back in the day you had to wait until like late Sunday night to get all the NFL like highlights and stuff. Now they're going to be available at your fingertips within seconds of happening or even once the game's done, you're going to have a full like five, six minute highlight clip, whether it be YouTube and now Twitter. Uh, dude, it's crazy. Like the times where we're in now, like we're, we're so spoiled in, in a way of like, you know, the people back then that had to like, <laughs> like the, the struggle to go through and w- even rewatch a game, you know? Uh, so, um, one, I, I'm, I'm glad they're doing that. I hope, like, I hope you're right. I hope the highlights is, is something that they like, they capitalize on and everything like that. Um, one thing I've talked to my friend about, um, just made me think of this is that, I don't know how. I mean, I know because the TV deals are so big, but yep. the NFL is going to have to one day offer a streaming service where fans can can get their games. Like it's just it's 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 a matter of time. Now it could still be years in the making because of the money they're able to make through their TV deals, but they're behind the times when it comes to that. Like every sport is. Um, well, not every. I think MLB does have still have you know a uh, way to do it. I don't know about NBA. I don't know if they're all access pass thing or whatever. You can watch all games or not. I'm not familiar with that, but, um, but the NFL is behind. They need, they need to do, they need to do something along those lines. Here's the thing though, because those TV deals all are partner, not only with the networks, but with the network streaming services. So like with NBC, you're going to be able to watch Sunday night football on Peacock, uh, mm-hmm. Paramount TV with CBS, ESPN plus, um, and Fox's one is escaping me. I want to say Tubi. I'm not 100% sure what Fox's streaming services, but they have that right now. But the interesting thing, too, with the TV deals, because you brought it up, the NFL has an out. It's a 10-year, so it's a 10-year deal. But they have an out after seven years. So in that time, they can even include, hey, we're bringing our streaming service forward because they see what a success Red Zone is. They see – oh, and that's the other thing, too. Amazon, as of next year, only on Prime TV are you going to be able to watch Thursday Night Football unless your team is playing. So say, for example – for you and I, where, where um, the Patriots and the Falcons play, those games will be available for everyone else will only be on Prime. But for people living in the markets for the Patriots and the Falcons, will be available on TV as well. I got you. I got you. So it's not going to be on. I didn't know. I didn't even know that actually. I didn't think. I thought. I didn't know they were going to be on NFL Network. Period. But. No, no, no. I think they'll still be on it. Like for this year, it's NFL Network, but as of next year, it's only Prime. And that's just oh that's the future because I keep saying, I keep hearing this, and I agree with it that Bezos one day will own a football team. Like I think it will happen. Oh yeah, I mean it, that's that's probably yeah. I mean Amazon has clearly uh, been involved and stuff, but no, but no, I don't know how. Like like that's all those examples that you you know brought up of, of things already on streaming services. Maybe that's how they go about it, but there's going to be a way they're going to have to do it. It's just the way things are going. They can't just rely on live TV in itself. And I know live TV gets their ratings. I know someone's going to, you know, bash me for that. What are you talking about? Sports, you know, is the highest rating thing on TV. Sports news. It is. It is. But it still needs an avenue because eventually, you know, my generation and lower, you know, are going to be wanting to watch, you know, things when uh, capable in their hands or in their, you know, their laptop or whatever. So, I just a point I thought about. Not to, you know, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about that one. You know, we actually get news about that. But I'm covering my phone like this because the back of it has my slot with my driver's license. I do not want that exposed on the internet. But <laughs> people literally want to watch games like this. People literally, like everyone's everyone's glued to their phones now, 
And if you just include that to like the – and even too, here's the other thing. For people who live on their own who, you know what, can't afford cable because the cable bills aren't exactly cheap, it's a great outlet too to now starting to include these network streaming partners because obviously a subscription to say ESPN Plus is a cheaper subscription than to say, I don't know, DirecTV or uh, Xfinity. So when you have that luxury of, hey, you're able to stream the games, it's a win-win. Like even for me, my PS4, um, there's a company up here called DAZN. I don't know if they're available in the States. But I, I'm not sure. But they basically stream like, uh, like, like football, like European football, other sports, boxing, some MMA. But they do the NFL, and through that, I'm able to watch games on my PlayStation. I'm able to go on there and watch Red Zone. I'm able to watch whatever game I want. NFL Network. So the fact that they're they're starting to show, but like you said, they're they're walking as everyone's running when it comes to streaming. Yeah, and and uh, you just made me think of a, of an app that I used all last last well the last couple of seasons actually. Yahoo Sports actually allows you to watch certain games. I don't know if that's changed with the new TV deals or not um, for this coming up season. So don't anyone listening to this or watching this, please don't get mad if this doesn't work this season. But uh, I used it a lot. Yahoo Sports, uh, you're allowed. You're allowed. It's it's legal. It's not like a streaming like illegal streaming. No, it's no, Yahoo no. Sports. Um, and it's usually just primetime game. You're only going to most likely get your local game or whatever, but like you're going to get be able to watch. So I was able to watch sometimes on my phone because I just got better reception than trying. You know, it's like I don't have cable. So, um, but yeah, so like that was that was a cool way to watch the game. So just anybody that doesn't know about that, it's the Yahoo Sports app. But no, 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 it's all good. And also too, you should have that app, and that's the only app that YWC Football Talk endorses for fantasy football is Yahoo. <laughs> Nothing against ESPN. It's just Yahoo. When it comes to fa- when it co- not daily fantasy stuff, but when it comes to your fantasy football season, which Phil and I are in a league together, Yahoo is the one you should be using. Yeah, I used to be pro. Speaking of that, I used to be so pro ESPN. I hated Yahoo, and Yahoo changed the game, man. Yahoo's just better. They're, like I can admit that I'm now wrong. Like I was on the wrong train. ESPN, but at the time, ESPN to me still was the better one. But Yahoo was starting new stuff. That's why it was like, well, I was just used to what ESPN had to offer. And now it's like ESPN hasn't really changed anything. Like, their interface is still the same. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they are so behind. I, like, that's gonna that's a, for a whole other, you know, rant. But, like, Yahoo has just done things. There's, there's, there's statistics. Now, granted, there's a lot of the stuff that literally means nothing. Because I keep telling people in Yahoo leagues, your grade that they give you means nothing. Every year I get a bad grade. And every year I'm in the championship hunt. So... <laughs> So the draft, I don't know how they figure that out. So they could, but that's fine. At least it gives you something. It gives you something to talk about. It gives you like, you know, it's just and Yahoo is easier to navigate now. It used to not be that easy. So uh, I will get. I will also agree with you on that, Griff, because they're by far the better platform. And also too for winning fantasy leagues, your draft means shit. You gotta play. You got. I t- I I have learned this and I preach it now. You gotta play the waiver wire. You want to win fantasy. Win the freaking waiver wire, gosh darn it. I'm not going to try – I'm, I'm going to try my best not to curse today because of you too. <laughs> well, you're good, bro. Um, sometimes it slips my, for myself as well. But, uh, yeah, that's a good point though, Griff. I know we're kind of yeah. getting on a fantasy football rant uh, here there. But, like yeah, – That time's coming up quick. That time is – sorry to cut you off. It is. It is. Man, for as much as football season is around the corner, fantasy football is coming up fast. And also here on YWC Football Talk – we do not endorse drafting before the end of August. Yes, do I don't endorse drafting before preseason. Now preseason is even less. There's yeah. like there's even less. There's a less week, um, one less week. So then there's no excuse. You should not be drafting before the uh, before this uh, before the preseason is over. Um, nope. But yeah, like that way you have to just to go. I was going on your waiver wire pick, uh, you know, talk. You have to be on it. Like that's why I always like. The most active leagues are the best leagues. The most the hard leagues, you know, it's like that's when I know. Like when I'm, you know, when you're doing well, like you don't really get a chance. Like you, you, you like an injury can really hurt you because you have a good. If you have a good record, like you're not getting that top waiver wire pick. So, um, it's very it's interesting. I know people do it different ways, but I like I I've always liked it. Like the worst team gets the first shot, that kind of thing, you know. But. No, that's all good. It's just it, and also too, it just depends on like players making smart moves too. Because sometimes too, there's just people who will pick people up just for nothing, or a like stuff happens. But at the same time too, you have to be an active commissioner. And even too, like we all know, like we're in a league. Matt Lorenzo is our commissioner. He does a good job every year. But sometimes too, that's the one thing that makes fantasy football. Just before we shift gears, is the commissioner. But no, um, the one thing I've learned too, and I've gone down. There's actually a rabbit hole of fantasy football Twitter. I did not know existed until a few months ago. <laughs> 
man, it makes you think about it because you now like a lot of times I'll go in thinking, hey, I'm going to get this guy or that guy. Now it's like you got to like you do your research and stuff and you got to be good to go. And the other thing I'll add in, too, is if you draft a if you, you do two things. One, you do not draft your kicker until later. And two, you do not draft your quarterback until at least the fourth round, even if it is Patrick Mahomes, because I hate two league fantasy football, like two quarterback fantasy football. Right. And to 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 piggyback on both those points was the two things I was going to bring up, actually. <laughs> if you draft your kicker before the last round, or even I'll give you second last round if you want to pick up like a backup, another backup or whatever. I'll give you second to last. But any time before that makes zero sense. You cannot tell me you won your league because of that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because I will pinpoint to something else the reason why you won. There, if you look at the differences, like, look, I had to learn the, the lesson the hard way. We all have in our first league thought we had needed to get our kicker because everybody wants to, you know, complete their lineup. Don't yeah. feel like you have to complete your lineup. Those backup positions are going to be way more important than that third starter that you took or fifth starter that you took because you had to fill it in like this, you know, or that kicker. You know, those backups – what I'm meaning is your your backups are going to be better than that kicker. I'm I'm just guaranteeing you that you need that. Um, and then secondly, don't take a quarterback in the first round. I don't care how it looks. It's not you're not winning a championship. I'm not. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that can prove me wrong that they won one by taking their quarterback in the first round. But I want to see that entire league because I want to make sure it was an actual drafted league that's that's a, a common league because I'm a big advocate. You've got to take a running back in the first round. Oh, I am too. Alex Unless drops off, it and every year, don't every year everybody says no, it's different this year. The running backs are deep. No, it's every year. There's a huge drop off in running backs. Yeah. So I try to get one. Now, granted, if you're like ten team league, twelve team league, if you're in the bottom half, you can kind of go for like the top receiver at least because you you know the running backs there are kind of in that iffy mark. Um, you can do that if you if, if that's an option for you. Um, but I never. Uh, I've, every time I, I have done it before, I've done it in the past, gone quarterback because I thought the value was there. No, decision. I don't know if I've ever gone in the first round. I think maybe second. The or something. I've I've seen it before, um, but I've seen it mainly in uh, two quarterback leagues. Um, actually, folks, I got to step away for a quick second. We'll be back in just a sec. We're back now. Um, I just had to go. I heard my dog barking, so I just wanted to make sure she's okay. Everything's good. That's all that matters. But no, um, I've seen. That's why he got out. Because like with the two quarterback leagues I've been in before, a lot of people will take Mahomes in the first round, and I'm like, why would you do that? They're like, oh, because he's great, great. I'm like, no, you're in the top. So say if, I'm going to give the example you did. You're in a ten team league. You're in the first five. You got to be going running back. You're in that six to ten. Yeah, that's you can take a receiver because then by then you're not going to get like you're going to get a running back, but you. If you see a great receiver on the board, that's the time to snatch it because then the snake draft comes back around to where, hey, you can get a running back. So you have the two set up and then you leave maybe not not the best receiver, but you leave not the like the elite receiver options are probably going to be gone. Some like one or two maybe there, but your options of getting an elite receiver once you get down to the second half of a snake draft, it goes away. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, and, it, and it also kind of very important. This is something that like. I even had to like as a fantasy football fan, I've 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 molded into into a different viewpoint. A lot of people, uh, legit leagues for me, yeah. um, and I can't remember if our league does this or not. I can't remember, but um, four points for a passing touchdown is 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 key, is, is 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 what a legit league pretty much has. If you have six six for a, a passing touchdown, um, that's when quarterbacks now the value of them go like ex, ex I can't say the word, but <laughs> extra higher yeah. so that's um that's i mean that's up for debate but a lot, i know a lot of people don't necessarily say well touchdown is six points it's like yeah but the quarterback throws all the touchdowns to if he throws <laughs> so um that's why if it's a four point that's why i say that about the quarterbacks is because you, you know they can wait no it's completely understandable too because like I, I don't know. I've been, I think most of the leagues I'm in are six, but for the most part, I know I prefer 0.5 PPR over one PPR because when you're in a one PPR league, it's when, man, you're getting like games that are like 145, like 143. Like for as much as good those, those are, I love being in the games where it's like 109 to like 108, you know, where it's like super low scoring. And then like you're waiting on that last Monday night football game that you have no business watching, but you need Amari Cooper to catch a 20 yard passed and that doesn't happen and then i lost by 0.8 of a point that pissed me off but at least that, that happened to me this past year but the worst one oh. that i've experienced the worst one i've seen is there's a monday night football game i want to say 2018 between the saints and panthers 
Breeze taking a knee was negative yards, and people lost their semifinals because of it. Like, just imagine that. It's like it's uh, it's like when people take a dive towards the end zone, you need those extra points for fantasy. Like how they say certain footballers, like certain people care about your fantasy team, and then certain people don't. So it just it adds to the allure of it. Because I also say this too, man, fantasy football is a huge money maker for the NFL. Oh, one hundred percent. It's it's definitely huge. Um, yeah. Speaking of depressing losses, uh, I think was it last season? When one of my, I think it was last season. It, I'm pretty sure it was last season. It might have been the season before. But all of my losses came with a point or less. And and two of them, I don't know if it was two of them, I know one of them. The worst way to lose ever is a scoring change. When you're in the lead and you lose, you wake up the next day, or not the next day because it co- takes a couple of days in fantasy for those that play. Know that. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon notification. That Wednesday you wake up and you're like, I lost. And obviously, it's the right thing. You want it changed. Like it's got to be. It needs to be changed the right to the right thing. I'm not saying that I disagree with what the way they do it. It just oh, it's so devastating to have a win and loss. And I actually, I think it affected my playoff uh, race in the end. So that 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 was a brutal way to lose. It, it, it always is. But um, speaking of receivers, um, Phil, this is one that hit hits close to home to us. But the agent for Nikhil Harry, I'm blanking on the guy's name right now, has requested a trade on behalf of his client. I part of me is like I, it's kind of disappointing to see considering when you see what the draft class was for receiver, but at the same time too with who the Pats brought in and Nikhil realizing, hey, I'm probably not going to get a good workload. It's the I think it's just one of those things. It's the best for both teams, but then there's a small part of me seeing Belichick's going to just let him sit there and just rot on the sidelines because that's the kind of guy Bill is. Oh man, when I when I saw this, so like. Um, I actually just recently bought a Nikhil, not recent recently, but within the last year, bought a Nikhil Harry autograph because I actually think he has a lot of and a lot a lot of potential. Um, and he just hasn't, you know, been able to gel. Brady was pretty much on the way out, and then you have Newton. You know, he, he you know, I really thought this year would be the pretty much his, you know, this is do or die for him. Um, but we just a lot of due to all the acquisitions and stuff like that. Um, this just tells me where he's at in the depth chart, like. To me, yeah. I, if, he's, if he's being told, I mean, if, if he feels like he's one, two, or three, I don't think he asked for a trade. I think that because of all the pieces and stuff and what he's already seeing in training, he he has to be getting the vibe that, hey, I'm not – if if anything, if I could be, but I'm not the clear-cut one or two. So I think he thinks no. he – you know, but he just hasn't had that production. And, 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 I mean, you can go to another team, but I don't see another team where he's one or two. There is – like, there's a lot of receivers in the league. Where is he going to go? Where he's they're going to place him one or two? He may earn that spot, which is what he would could do in New England as a three or four or five. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm upset because I think there's potential there, and I I don't think he's worth trading. I mean, if we're going to cut him, that's one thing. I I think he's worth you know getting another season out of. Um, and I and I ultimately honestly think I don't I just don't see, I don't unless they can work some kind of miracle trade I I just don't see him being traded. Um, I mean, and, and Belichick can can definitely be the guy that you know can wheel and deal for someone that you wouldn't think normally would get a deal. But uh, I don't know. I just I think he he needs you know I think he needs to to prove himself, and it, New England's a good place to do it. Uh, I mean, uh, he could go to Houston, where you know they like taking in former Patriots down there. But that's just a thing. Like, but oh. in all honesty, I can honestly say it's going to be like a conditional sixth or something. It's just going to be like okay, yeah, like take him. Like, it's one of those teams that needs the depth, because if you look at our receiver depth chart right now, the way I have it is Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and then and then you have three guys, I think, who could compete for the four. There's him, there's Gunnar Olszewski, yes, that is right, who or more than likely, I think, could has the potential. I'm not saying he's going to be, but he's going to play that Julian Edelman, like, punt return, catch a ball once in a while role. And then there's Trey Nixon, the seventh-round pick out of uh, Central Florida. Which I say that because Ernie Adams picked them, and we all know Mr. Pink Stripes. You, you are if you're an Ernie Adams pick, you're going to make a Pro Bowl one day. But <laughs> that's just the way I that's just the way I see it though with those. I know Aguilar's got the reputation. He had the bad outing in Philly. He played good in Vegas, but this year it's going to be. And that's this is fantasy football advice. If you want to draft Patriots, go for Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, and, and I think I don't think you're wrong. Um, I do think. In the, I think this could be a breakout year for Jacoby Myers. I just think him and Cam clicked, and I think um, just another year under the belt. I think, and especially if Nikhil's not, Nikhil Harry isn't in that picture. I think there's going to be that chemistry still there that you know Kendrick Bourne and and 
Oh, God, what's the other guy? I just thought, I forgot his name. Oh, and Aguilar, Aguilar isn't going to have right away. Um, so I, I really like Myers. I, I think that's he has the potential to really – and I, I agree with you on Gunner too. I think I think Gunner could definitely step into that, like, slot role as well. Um, so, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen. But And then on top of – the only thing that scares me about when you're talking about drafting a receiver is because of the tight ends. I, I just think that they're going to – like, you don't go out and get two high-profile – free agent tight ends to not give them a lot of uh, a lot of uh action so i mean obviously they're gonna you know be able to help the running game too but so i mean i think if i'm drafting anybody as far as on on the Patriots offense it's probably hunter henry to be honest i really oh, think- i know i'm i'm just saying i think hendrick's gonna get majority of the carries like henry and smith too but the reason why those guys are brought in they're gonna be running the same offense that cam was so successful with in carolina like for everyone right. saying like Hey, we didn't get like that big, you know, we didn't go out and pay Kenny Galladay. We didn't get Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, even I wouldn't want Juju at this point, but like we didn't go out and get that marquee guy. Like Bourne and Aguilar are good, but if you look at Cam's receivers in 2015, it was Devin Funchess and I'm blanking on who else. I, it was not DJ Moore. DJ Moore wasn't drafted yet, but. No, did, 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 did he have Curtis Samuel? I can't remember. I don't think Samuel was in the NFL yet, to be honest. So like, that's the thing, like. When, when the only name we're thinking of is Devin. Oh, Ted Kidd Jr. That's who it was. That's um, it. Yep, yep. When you when you have that talent, they're trying. It's going to be a very tight end heavy set, which can potentially screw the uh, developments of Devin Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi. Which Asiasi, I do expect to be more of that uh, tight end three, and then I think Keene may convert into a fullback just because he did have. I believe he had some experience with that at Virginia Tech. So this Patriots offense this year is very intriguing. Like I've had people tell me, "Oh, the downward trajectory." Da 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 da. I'm like. Last year, I knew we were like seven and nine wasn't ideal what we wanted, but we spent the money and we still had fifteen million dollars left, and that's even after Mac. That's the other thing too, folks. Mac Jones, four-year, fifteen million dollar contract. Patriots still have a decent amount of cap heading into the season already. So hopefully they get uh, Phil's Mister Gamecock, Stephon Gilmore extension done soon because we know he's not pay- he's not playing for he is not going to be playing for the amount he's getting paid. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm very. I'm, I, so obviously that's been in the news a lot, you know, the Gilmore yeah. stuff and, and I, I and I've kinda overanalyzed it myself. I mean, obviously I'm a Pats fan and I love Gilmore being a former Gamecock. But uh Yeah, best both worlds. I, I I think he's I, I think I think we have to keep him. I think that's just a smart move right now. Um and I think if you have to overpay just a little bit for him and I'm not even saying he's at the elite level that he was at first when he got when we got him, but um he's still at an elite level and I think you have to I think I just think that if you're wanting to win now, like if you're wanting to go ahead and say like, hey, if we win, we win, that's all right. Then you know maybe you could trade him and get uh, and get something for him. But I I think that um, unless he's wanting like like if the contract's too high, like have a number, give him like give him some significant version of a raise. And if it's not enough for him, then you know then maybe you can shop him. But um, I think we need him, and I think the defense is going to only be better with him. Yeah, exactly. Because we do have J.C. Jackson on a second-round tender, which he did sign, so he is a Patriot for this year, and that's a next year's problem. But we'll see what happens as a whole with this team. Like, I saw the, the, the media day photos, like the – excuse me. The photos are starting to leak out, and it's not leak out, but they've been released and stuff of the players and all the uniforms and stuff. And besides, defensive players looking great in single-digit numbers, it's just – there's more of a sense of optimism than there was last year only based on the fact that, look, Cam got a proper offseason in. He's clearly better. And, look, the talent around him is day and night better. I'm not here coming out and saying that these are the Patriots of old. But I'm here to say, look, this team's not going to be a pushover. Remember last year, with nothing, they went 7-9, and nine, and we're in the playoff race until week 15. I think just, people— just, just take that in. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I know that—look, I'm if you're looking for— a critical Patriots fan, you're looking at the wrong one. I, I like, I'll gladly admit that I'm like the least critical of my team, but in the same sense, like, like I'm not making excuses for Cam last year, but there's stats out there that prove that Cam was not as terrible as his stats, his other stats show. And I think that, you know, there was, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I wish I had a memory like that. I don't, if you remember the stat and you saw this somewhere, let me know. But like he had better, like a better percentage of completions, uh, like deep throws, like for I don't know what yardage it was or whatever, but for deep throws than Tom Brady did. Like I think Newton was in the top five of the league in that in that category that I'm thinking of, um, and and Tom Brady was like not even in the top twenty. And I'm not using I'm just using that because that's who what they compared him to. Um, that's a very so big I, I, like that. 
Huh? That's a very big rat-like stat because he was yeah. using those comparisons when uh, Brady was entering the NFC I, South I last year with like Matt Ryan and Drew Brees. Yeah, I just think people were very critical of Newton in a year that it just was not worth. I mean, he, he had nothing to work with, and he had, um, you know, joined the team in late June. Joined the team in late June, and I, I just, I don't call, call me a, a homer, or whatever. I'm not defending the receivers. Like I'm, like so, you want, like I'm bashing the receivers. If you want to, you know, if anything, they were not good. Um, you know, outside of a few shining lights or whatever, and obviously Julian Edelman, who by the way will be one thousand percent miss this this season. Um, yeah. uh, I'll be glad when we have one whole season when I don't have to miss uh, like say goodbye to a forever Patriot. But um, you know, back to back seasons is it's rough. <laughs> um, so but yeah, like I, I I really think I'm optimist. I was I'm always going to be optimistic, but at the same time, like you know, I'm even more optimistic in this sense because last year if Cam doesn't work. What we got, like I was not big. I, no one knew what we had in Jared Sidham. This year, it's like Mac Jones. I like constantly hearing raves about him. I think like Mac Jones is going to be that guy. Uh, I'm not saying like elite. I don't. We don't know that. That's always going to be up for grabs. But I think he's going to be a good quarterback. And I think you know that. So that's there if Cam was to get hurt or if Cam wasn't to work out. Um, but I think Cam's going to look better this year. I'm not saying he's going to be like, oh, draft him in every fantasy league. He's going to put up these amazing numbers. I'm not saying he's going to be 2015 MVP. Because I think that Cam is done. Like I'm, I can, I will agree with that. I think that version of Cam isn't here anymore. But I, can Cam still play at a, at a pretty close to elite level? Yes, I think he can. Um, he's not going to be his MVP season. I don't think you can expect that. But I do think he can put up better numbers with better receivers, and this is just going to be proof of that. If we get the cam that we saw against Seattle and the Vegas game and the Miami game, aka the pre-COVID cam, that's all I ask. Not, I'm not saying he has to go out there and you know throw for 5,000 yards and do this. And even last year, everyone too, oh he had all these rushing touchdowns, he barely any throwing touchdowns. Like, look, let the guy do what he's best at. Like, you don't like for example, like it's kind of like the reverse. It's like kind of like the, what the criticism of Lamar Jackson gets in Baltimore, where look, he's great on his feet. He gets all these rushing touchdowns, but his arm's always been his thing. Meanwhile, Cam's got the arm. He's shown and proven that. So if this year, if they go out and win, like my window still is between 8 and 9 and 11 and 6. And yes, I know I'm still getting used to saying that, but I've got more used to it now. She just about to say what? And then I'll, it yeah. hit as you were 17, saying. 17, baby. 17th heaven. But, um, yeah, so if he can finish that 8-9 and nine to 11-6 and six window, it's a good season. And, and everyone's like, oh, 8-9, and nine, that's still not a losing record. It's a win better than last year. Just get better than seven wins. I think this is a team that is capable of getting double digits. But at the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills, I think, are still going to be the kings of the division. But they're always – I feel like they're always going to be chasing that dragon that's us just because of their, like, history with Tom and everything. Like, they still hate him. Yeah, I mean, and I think – the Bills are great. The Bills are the are I say great, but I mean they're really really good. Um, I'm, I can give credit where it's due, and I think they're they're. I mean, there's I'm not going to be on here as optimistic of a Patriots fan I am, and come in here and say that I expect us to win the division this year. I did say it last year, and the reason I said it is because put up until you like put up a, put up or shut up. The Bills put up. Okay. Don't expect Josh Allen to play how he played. You know? And and Josh Allen also had a career year. I mean the man. I mean. And Diggs was the that was an amazing move for Buffalo to get Diggs. It changed the game for Buffalo, I think. I really believe that was a huge pick, um, which I mean, no one thought it wasn't going to be. But I'm just saying, like that was clear cut the best move the Buffalo could have made. Um, but not to get on that with New England, I, I mean, I think you know there's still that that you know like like you said that window. I agree with that that aspect. But people, I'm confident. Like I, I look, I'm optimistic, and I know like I was optimistic that maybe Jared Sinem was could be possibly be the future i'm not as optimistic about that now even though i know we haven't seen as much but we saw i think i saw enough um that ship sails uh, me and to me cam made us like not be a top 10 pick (laughs) not be a top uh uh maybe not even top like seven pick like there was games cam won on his own like that without cam we don't win those games so um and once and again, go ahead and add to that point first. The things I'll... I was going to say quickly is, and there was a couple of games that I already look at, and I'm like, we should not have won those games. One of them was the, and where you and I came on and podcasted immediately because it was such a thrilling game, the Monday Night Football against the Jets. We should not have won that game. The Jets cost, uh, the Jets, the Jets did the Jets, so they cost themselves that game. 
And then the Arizona Cardinals game, it was the same thing. Zane Gonzalez missed that field goal. And then Isaiah Simmons had the unnecessary roughness penalty, which moved us in the field goal range to win. Um, like the, right there, we don't, if those like, if in you two cam kind of held his own in those games. So we don't win those. We're five and 11 there. And then you can even argue a four or 12, five and 11 season, which maybe we would have gotten Justin Fields, but I always, no, I don't think I know this. Mac Jones was the guy. I think Justin Fields is more of a smoke screen that was set up by the Patriots just to kind of like, Hey, get everyone, uh, off of their backs. If we, I'll say this, if we had gotten Justin Fields, would I have been happy? Yes, I would have been happy. But unbiasedly, looking at it, even before the draft, I wanted Mac Jones. I did not want Justin Fields. Um, if I got yeah. Justin Fields, I was going to still be happy. It's a high-profile quarterback that's going to go to New England in a situation where it's his best chance to succeed. You know, like he's got everything around him, Josh McDaniel, like he's got what he needs. Um, whereas, you know, he could go to Chicago. I mean, it's the same hints with, with Mahomes. Had Mahomes gone to Chicago – would we see the Mahomes? Like, yeah, Mahomes is talented. We would think, like, we would love to all believe that we get the same Mahomes. But atmosphere does matter. What you have around you does matter. Coaching does matter. Yep. Um, some players get to some atmospheres and just don't care anymore. And I think that had a lot to do with Jamarcus Russell. Like, I mean, there's a good prime example. I think he doesn't go to Oakland and maybe go somewhere else. You can make the case that he's not. He he doesn't flop. Um, other people might disagree with me on that, but um, but anyways, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I get. I like your point about Mahomes because everyone's saying, "Oh, Chicago would have been this great team." No, Chicago Bears tight end is Travis Kelsey. The cheat, exactly, and it's like, and this is not taking. Please, I know this because it'll it'll be so easy to you know to come off as like, "Oh, you're hating on Mahomes." This is not me hate. I love I love watching Mahomes play. First of all, he made more of a fan of me against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl than he ever has. Because that man was the only, was was doing some things he should have never even in a in the in a blink of an eye being able to do on a hurt toe, on a hurt toe. Uh, to, to so he he earned mad respect for me. Like I'm sitting here like watching the movie, uh, watching the movie, watching the game with my dad, like defending him. Like <laughs> obviously watching Brady do what I knew he could, was going to be able to do, but still like you know I see Mahomes and I'm like this dude can't like he can't you know he can't even live with you know. He can't even like stand up straight, you know. It's like, and he's throwing these plays that, had you reversed it, Brady would have been dead at halftime. So, um, but yeah, there's one point I want to make about that with the whole Mahomes thing, and it's not even to do with him. If you look at what Belichick was able to give Brady for 20 years here, look at how in the early 2000s, what the great team that he had around him was. There's a 10-year period where Brady didn't win a Super Bowl. And now, like, and Kansas City's already taken that moniker from New England of the whole, I've seen people, you know what, his contract kicks in, they're not going to be able to afford people. I'm just like, we did this exact same thing with Tom Brady for years, and every year he was in the conference championship at a minimum. So I've learned the lesson now to never, ever doubt Someone is, like, when you have an elite quarterback like that, like with Patrick Mahomes, when everyone's going to go, oh, I don't know if this is the Chiefs' year. Look at last year. No one thought Tampa Bay was going to win the Super Bowl, and they struggled. They got their asses handed to them by the Saints. They had an embarrassing loss to the Bears on Thursday Night Football. I just keep saying this. you got to get the hot at the right time. Look at when Kansas City won. Mahomes got hurt. And the playoffs, too, they had to come back in all three of those games. They had the amazing one against Houston. They had the Tennessee game. And then they had the Super Bowl where they were down by 10 points with six minutes to go. They were down 20 to 10 with about 6.15 left on the clock. And then, all, and then Garoppolo missed the pass to Sanders, and then the Chiefs took over. So I'm just saying this. Whenever you doubt someone and their abilities, that's when they're going to come back, and that's when they're going to, you know, turn kick in that extra gear. So that's like – like, you know how with us every year with after we, we won a Super Bowl and we thought, you know what, back-to-back, back, yeah. Like Tampa returned all their starters, and everyone's already picking them to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying I'm not picking against them, but it wouldn't shock me if Tampa doesn't make it back. And that, and that's the thing, Griff. Like the bet, like obviously, if he had a choice, if anybody had a choice, they would choose. Uh, as far as like Chiefs fans and, and and in that organization, they would have chose to win the Super Bowl. So don't get me wrong with this next part. But one of the best things that could have happened to him is what happened to him in the Super Bowl because yeah, yeah. they were uh, the thing that I was saying. I said they're ruining. They're going to ruin Mahomes. The media does it to everybody. They were going to, they're already trying to crown him as what was like the goat junior or baby goat. And I'm like, this is way, Mahomes is great taking, this was nothing against Mahomes, but 
you're you're like you're creating a monster. Like you're creating a monster that's not going to be able to live up to that potential. And so I think that him getting, even though it wasn't his fault, obviously it wasn't had nothing to do with him. But um, well, I'm saying nothing because he does he, he does own he does deserve some of the ownership. He's on the team, um, but a majority you know clearly was on the offensive line. But still, like him losing is only going to make you're going to put a chip on the shoulder of a guy that is unbelievable athlete. So yeah. I think it's a good, and it's some, and it's going to have doubts. You're going to hear doubts. Well, can the Chiefs win? Can the Chiefs do this? Can the Chiefs offensive line stick uh, rebuild? You know, they're going to have those questions. Whereas, had they won, I mean, they've been, you know, it's like. So I think there are there are some pluses. I guess is what I'm getting at to to them losing. And I think Mahomes is going to prove that they're like with with Mahomes and a quarterback like Mahomes, you're you're always going to be in it. And if but they can do- get to the playoffs, you always have to consider them as a threat. I know, but I still feel like the Patriots set an unhealthy standard that everyone's chasing and everyone no, thinks now, hey, winning yeah. six Super Bowls is easy when in reality, like I know the Steelers have six, but they went, I think, 25 to 30 years in between numbers numbers four and five. Like, hell, winning his franchise in NFL history. I know not only Green Bay Packer fans truly recognize their NFL championships, but like, look at them. Uh, there's like winning in the end. Like, I know they always like this, like people say it's not kind of that the Stanley cup's easy, the, the hardest trophy to win in sports. The hardest one to repeat at is the Lombardi because every year, and I say the same thing with the Buffalo bills too. I want to see how they play with a target on their back. Cause like last year going into the year, everyone's like, okay, yeah, the bucks have the pieces. Everyone's got that game circled on that calendar. Everyone's going to be, look, here come the champs. Like with the bills. Now it's going to be the same thing too. It's not, Hey, here's the bills. Here's an easy dub. No, it's, here are the Bills that almost made it to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, yeah, and and the AFC is only getting better too. I, I will say, like before, I mean, you had like one or two teams, and now it's just like, you know, the Titans got better. They added Julio, great move on their part. I'm not yeah. sure exactly if that makes them a Super Bowl team. That's for a whole other conversation, but um, I do think we it helps. I've talked about it before, but we'll get into it again. Their defense still gives me question marks. But they're, they're going to be like what the Dallas Cowboys are, but better. Like, you know how last year Dallas, like, got off those horrible starts, but then their, like, Dak really helped make up for it? Right. I feel like they're they're going to be playing Big 12 football in, in Nashville. They're going to be playing big – like, it's as simple as that. They're going to be playing Big 12 football where, you know what, it's not exactly easy peasy, but at the same time, too, it's going to be – they're going to have some challenges. And then, folks, I know before I said I had to uh, – I said I had to step away. I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to carry my laptop, and my camera with me, but I'm going to go off camera for a bit. But we're still going to we're still going to talk about some stuff because, like I said before, um, no, the Titans the Titans intrigue me, and then even to the Colts because we don't know what Carson Wentz is going to be. Carson Wentz has a lot of. Uh, I think he's going to be good. It just it's a matter of two. Hey, how can Frank Wright utilize him the best to his strengths? Yeah, I, I agree, Griff. I mean, I think when it comes to. Uh... To Tennessee, I think Tennessee. I just worry that they're not. They're. I worry that they might just. Be, it could become now. Obviously, they got Julio Jones, which the Jags did not do. But uh, the they could be the Jags, where they had that one chance, and because they didn't get there, the, the you know the 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 house fell apart. So I, I just I don't. I, I'm not saying Tennessee is going to be like that. I think that they're they're better coached, and they're 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 obviously you know they're not lose. They're they lost a few pieces, but they're not necessarily you know losing a lot. Um, so I think that, you know, I'm not saying they're going to necessarily be that, but I think there is that still is that fear, that possibility of you being that like, oh, remember when the Jags almost made it? You know, it's like, yep. so I, I think Tennessee knows that and, and they're and they're trying to, you know, to get better and continue to get better because they know that they could easily fall right back. Um, and the One Colts are going to, I, I think Carson Wentz is going to be really good. I really do think if he can stay healthy, I think Carson Wentz is going to prove a lot of people wrong. It's not only physically healthy for him, it's mentally healthy. Because last year, he came basically out and said that the drafting of Jalen Hurts really took a hit on him mentally because all of a sudden he was like, oh, crap, there's this guy, he's coming for my job. Like, that's something that will freak anyone out. Like, when you know someone's coming after you, like, I can't – for as much as you want to be an athlete, like, there's just so much, like, repercussions that come with it. And also, too, if you guys haven't noticed, I had to move to a different set because – Puppy dog wanted attention. Um, but uh, the Colts, oh, yeah. I'm going to say this as well. The Colts are going to be a great team come fantasy football. Like, I'm saying this right now. I saw a list from the NFL that said breakout players. And one that was left off there was Michael Pittman Jr. I have been on his train for a while now. 
I expect him to have a good year. Jonathan Taylor, too. The Colts, I think, are a better built team to succeed in the NFL, but the Titans have the better weapons. That's how I place it. And people forget the Colts-Bills game was close. Yep. If it weren't for uh, Frank Wright going for it on fourth down, and if he had Mm -hmm. kicked a field goal instead, there's a very good chance the Colts beat the Bills that day. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I, what, what we're getting at, I think, to wrap it in, you know, or to you know, to bring it all together, is that the AFC is is is, is I'm not going to say it's wide open, but it's it's starting to get open. It, there's a lot more competition. Like I still think you're because you, you have the teams in the South. Obviously, we're excluding Houston and Jacksonville for very obvious reasons, but the North, you got Cleveland. That's another team. Yeah, I'm not like everyone's saying right now. Oh, I don't know about Baker Mayfield. Not nah, Cleveland's a good team. It's just Kevin Stefanski's got to. It's kind of like the Frank Wright thing with Carson Wentz. You got to know how to play him properly and you got to program him right. That's how you have to get him done. Uh, Baltimore, I think, will be there. They'll be one of those teams that, you know, you can just never count out. And then who knows with Pittsburgh? I have my doubts, but we'll see. I think their defense will help them win some games. I think, you know what? You know what Pittsburgh's going to be to me? They're going to be what the 2019 Patriots were. You know how like Ben wins them some games, but the defense bails them out a lot. I think that's what that's what that's that's honestly what man. Are going to be. I think the Steelers are going to be terrible, and I know that's good. I know I know people are going to shock or be like, "What? Big Ben? It was awful last year, bro. Like awful." And I think he's only going to be worse. I I, I say that I say I think the Steelers are going to be terrible. Like obviously, I think like you said, I think you know maybe Ben. Pulls one out of his butt a, a, a couple times, but I just don't think I don't fear the Steelers at all. Well, that, that's the thing too. Like that's why I was saying, like, hey, the defense can still bail them out because they still have some ballers on the defensive side of the football that can really help them. So that that's why I say that. And then even too, you have the East, you have the Bills, you have the Patriots, you have the Dolphins. I know Danny came on here a couple weeks ago and liked the rag on the Dolphins just to get a big rat skin, but the Dolphins are a team that's going to be there. Um. And then all west, you obviously have the Chiefs, but you got the Chargers too. Yeah, Justin I, Herbert. I actually feel like a program for Justin Herbert. Like the AFC is the better conference by far. The NFC, you have Tampa, you have whatever the hell is going to happen in Green Bay, and then the East is still a shit show. And then all west, you have four solid teams who can all make the playoffs. Yeah, the NFC is the one that's. That's why I think that you know I think what I said I even said right after last season I think that. The Bucks have a better chance of getting back to the Super Bowl. Winning it again is another question, but getting back, they have a way easier road than Kansas City does, in my opinion. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because even last year too, I know Kansas City went fourteen and two. They were seven and nine against the spread last year. They almost lost to Vegas. They lost to Vegas, obviously. They almost lost to them again. They almost lost to the Broncos at home on Sunday Night Football. They almost lost to the chart not the, yeah they almost lost to the chargers they almost lost to the panthers the falcons it worked for young way Koo missing a field goal they had to hold their own against the saints and if we had cam yeah if we had cam i don't know if we win but we give them a dog fight we yeah. give them a fight because also remember that too bill belichick's only one of a few coaches to hold mahomes without a touchdown in the first half Remember that it was six to three. I think it was like six nothing or six three at the end of the first half of uh, of last year's game. So that's the thing like, with Kansas City. Like I'm like I'm not bragging on them. I'm just saying, look, they're going to be. That's all I'm saying. Don't doubt them. Do yeah. not for a second doubt them. Yeah, I agree with both those points. Yeah. Um. And also the other thing I wanted to point out too, folks, is that six teams have moved into the eighty five percent vaccination threshold for the NFL, which means you know what, more freedoms and stuff. Uh, not for Cole Beasley, um, but it's only going to be a better season. Because also, too, here's the other thing: all thirty two teams have the uh, permission to have full stadiums this year, which is only going to make the product better. Oh yeah, and games are you know home field is going to be that much. It's going to go right back to being very very important. Um, so I mean it's good. That's good. Very good news to hear. Hopefully it keeps going up. Um, we definitely don't. For those that may not have know about this story, we don't need a scenario like uh, we had with NC State, who we got removed. I know a lot that might uh, hurt a lot of people, but from the NCAA baseball uh, yeah. world college world series. Um, due to some stuff, and maybe whether it was fair or not fair, that's I'll leave that up for debate. I just want to kind of mention that we don't want a situation like that. No, 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 not at all. You don't want that happening. You don't want, or even too, because there was a thing last year of, hey, what if a big player gets COVID before a game and then it costs everything? Like, what if Mahomes got COVID before the Super Bowl or Brady had gotten it? Like, 
We don't wish that against anybody, but I'm just saying it's one of those like possibilities in this world we live in now. Hey, we have vaccines, but it's still possible to catch it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but you know what? The world's only moving forward. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Move, the world's moving forward. Yep. And and you just gotta still be safe about it, you know. Hundred percent. Okay. Um, I know last time, folks, Tommy and I did a draft of NFL like coaches we think that were on the hot seat going into the year. I'm gonna play a game with Phil. We're gonna we may play a couple, but the one I wanted to play with him is we're gonna leave Bill Belichick out of this for obvious reasons. But I'm gonna name you off current NFL head coaches, and I want you to tell me Hall of Famer or not, and then I'll give my opinion. All right. I'm gonna start with some. I'm gonna start with some easy ones, and then we'll move down the ladder. Uh, first up, Sean Payton. I'm gonna say no, actually. I'm gonna say he's not a Hall of Famer. He didn't get. He hasn't gotten back. I say didn't because he still could have a chance to get back. He hasn't got back to the Super Bowl. I think he really needs another run. Um, not getting that yet. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame. I, I I don't know if he's like. I think he'll he'll get in, but I don't know if he's that you know screaming first ballot automatic. Yeah, lock it in. Like Drew will be in 2026. Right. He he may eventually get in. That's that's a good point. Um, but I just I don't know, man. I don't know. I would say I, if I right now you're asking me, I'm saying no. All right. All right. I, like I'm the same thing. Like I think like eventually, but like I don't think it's like slam dunk, like automatic bid. Um, Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Yes. That's a yes. He's getting in. Um, what he did with Philly, even though he didn't win one, um, four straight NFC championships, championship games. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the Super Bowl once, uh, I, mean, I think, and then obviously what he's done with Kansas City, and you can say whatever you want about Mahomes. I think Andy Reid's a big part of what's happening at Kansas City. I think he's proved that the way he's built that team, um, and I think you know it's clear that he knows what he's doing with the offensive line issues they're already fixing, like super fixing, <laughs> like getting like oh we need one or two pat, no we need eight, get eight of the best offensive linemen in here right now. Um, so I think he knows what it, he knows what. You know he what needs to be fixed and he's fixing it right away. So yeah, I think Andy Reid for sure is is getting in. Is he first ballot? I don't don't I don't know all that, all those kind of questions, but I do think he's in. I, th- I think it's harder for coaches to be first ballot just because obviously it's the players. Like even for example, like Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher are going in as a part of the 2020 class, and Jimmy Johnson I believe has multiple Super Bowls and national championships. Bill Cowher has a Super Bowl. So for everyone saying oh Phil's crazy for his Sean Payton take, look like there's certain coaches that it takes a while for them to get in because when it comes to the Hall of Fame. It's usually looked at players first. Like, hell, Tom Flores, one of the best coaches of all time. He's just going in this year. Yeah, so yeah. I just think it, I just think your resume has got to be up there to to get noticed early, you know? Like when Bill Belichick's chasing George Hallis and Don Shula on the wins list. That's why we're leaving him out of this because we all know that's a slam dunk first ballot. Yeah, he's um, moving on. percent of first ballot. There's not even a question. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, is he a Hall of Fame Oh, God, that one's actually tough. Here's – there's definitely – Larson may punch you if you say the wrong answer. I, that's true. Uh, Matt, Matt <laughs> already punched me, so I'm recovering from that one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, my boy Matt Beast. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'm thinking of the Alex now. Uh, sorry, Alex. But, I, look, I'm telling you, man, I always said Pete Carroll lost him that Super Bowl. Um, he got outcoached. And I don't you can make the argument that they were the better like team over overall. You know, they had the better defense, better offense. You could make the case anyways. Um, but they haven't like you could say the Patriots broke their spirit. However excuse you want to make, what have they done since? You know, they haven't gotten back since they haven't really been. What was the highest they've got? You would know this probably off the top of your head. Divisional round. They haven't even made it back to a conference championship. There you go. Yeah, I was pretty sure they hadn't. But. They haven't even made it back to the NFC Championship game. That's – and then all this stuff comes out about – even though I think most of that smoke and mirrors, I don't believe all that whole Russell Wilson and him thing. But uh, I just think it's people creating some stuff. Like, I think people created, like, it's take took, like, this and made it this, yeah. you know, is what I think. I think there's some merit to it. Kind of the same thing with the Brady and Belichick. I think a lot of people think that ended badly, and I, don't, I honestly think it just ended – like, I don't think it ended as badly as people think. But, uh, I mean, obviously it ended – bad for Patriots fans but <laughs> um but yeah so like yeah um I'm gonna I don't honestly it's kind of the Sean Payton thing man I, like yeah they went back to back Super Bowls they didn't win back to back but they went back to back 
Um, and I mean, they did, you know, they, you know, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. I, I'm probably going to lean with that they do, that they, because of how dominant Seattle was in that short. And his success of uh, college. Yeah. And, and because of Pete Carroll's stuff in college. Yeah. But, um, but this is, I mean, pros should be what it be, is judged on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I, th- I think he probably does get in eventually. I think so, too. Just like I said, the college success. I know Seattle – I'm going to say something on the Russell Wilson stuff. It literally was him saying something about not being happy. Like, And he also – was like, oh, look how mad he looked. Yeah, any player who's at the Super Bowl not wearing equipment is going to be pissed off they're not playing in that game. Tom said it at Super Bowl uh, 54 in Miami last year when he was, say, he was in there the suit for the NFL 100 team. He literally was like, next year I'm going to be here and I'm not going to be wearing a suit. Literally, every player's goal is to get there. And when you're there, but you're not playing, you're going to be mad. I think, though, if there isn't success in Seattle this year, I think there's going to be more smoke to that fire. But for now, I think it was just, look, he came out and said, like, oh, hey, um, if I were to get traded, these were teams I'd want to go to. And the Bears took advantage of that and called them. But for now, I, I, I wouldn't look too, too much into it. I Like, that's a subject we'll cross in about six, seven months from now. But for now... We'll play hypotheticals and wait for the next season to begin. And, get, and to add to that, Griff, you know how you don't you you don't have stories come out. You know how you don't now that stories don't come out sometimes anyway. But you know how yeah. you, you don't have these little talks. You don't have these little worries, these little doubts, these little questions, these little hypo, hypo, uh, hypothetical scenarios. You win. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> and when you lose, when you lose, it opens up. And and not. I mean, we're Pat's fans. So we're always going to bring up Pat situations, but. The Patriots won for so long, and but when they started losing, every time they, anytime they didn't make it to the the pinnacle because it was, you know, almost expected at that point, they were criticized. Something came out, something was talked about. You know, are they happy? Is there a rift? You know, and especially towards the end, that's why I think it's more smoke and mirrors than 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 anything. But when you lose, guess what? The quarterback and and the coach are probably going to go into a yelling session, and then maybe some stuff does get leaked out. But that's just what teams are going to go through. When you lose, you're in there yelling. At, you're yelling. You might even be yelling at the same cause, not at each other. Yeah. You're like, we got to the, the highs are high. You know, we got to fix this. And I think that's a, a another thing. Aaron Rodgers thing. That's we'll see how we'll we'll see about that. But see, that that's another thing. Everyone's like these situations are the same. No, there's not. Aaron Rodgers basically has come out and said, I do not want to be here anymore. Aaron Rodgers basically has publicly said, look, he's not happy with what's going on. He was. Blatantly pissed at Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy. Like, yeah, I think that one's a different scenario. I think that one that one's more likely to be be true about the fact that he's not happy. I think he plays, but then next year he's gone. I think because if you do, like, I'll say one thing on Aaron Rodgers before we get back into our game. If you trade him now, you're only going to have select suitors. You wait until next year. Teams that have a fringe quarterback are going to dump them so fast. Like. Let's take a team like the New York Giants, for example. If they have another okay season with Daniel Jones and if Aaron Rodgers becomes available, you better believe they're going to be knocking on that door to go get him. Uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas with Derek Carr. I do not want him in the AFC. I do not I want him in the I AFC. Don't, I don't either, but I'm just saying Las Vegas, you don't think Gruden will come calling if Derek Carr ends up not making it? This, I mean, this is kind of a do-or-die year for Derek Carr. Here's the thing with Derek Carr right now. Oh. Gruden has him like programmed to be like his robot. I know that sounds really weird, but I feel like Gruden has Carr like playing the style of football that Gruden wants to see. And if Derek Carr, like, because here's the other thing with John Gruden that really pisses me off. He has like immunity. He is safe. He won't get fired because Mark Davis is like the happy go luckiest person in the NFL. Meanwhile, if someone crosses Mike Mayock, like if is, and that's the other thing too. Mike Mayock's probably gonna be the one to get let go because it's gonna be Mike. Why didn't you build a good enough roster? And then John, because when John literally is the puppet master, but he will not take responsibility for anything. Right. Yeah. Um. Next coach. This is a controversial one. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. <sighs> mm, I'm controversial, but tough. I'm I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Um, if Brady if Brady is able to, if Brady's and 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 the Bucks are able to go again and win again, I think he probably gets in by default. You know, not that yeah. not that he hasn't been a like he's you know it takes he still has to be decent. You know, he still has to be a good co- good coach um, to get them there as well. 
um, and put him in the position and get the, you know, and, and the pieces and everything like that. So I'm not taking all the credit away from him, but I'm just saying, I don't think, I think no, right. As of this moment, cause that's what this game is. Um, I'm going to say no. For now, I'm saying no, but you know how you said earlier, winning changes everything. Yep. I think it's the same thing for him. Look what he did in Indianapolis when Pagano had leukemia was remarkable. And when um, he went to Arizona, he led them to an NFC championship. But this year, it was honestly right place, right time. Look, you were the coach of the block. You just went there in 2019 and then 2020. The the golden goose. I wasn't going to say just a golden goose, but the golden goose came knocking at your door. And you guys literally, him and Jason Light literally said, okay, what do you want to do? And then he basically did the Dave Batista, give me what I want. And they did boom, 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 boom. Gronk became a member of the team. And before we know it, the rest is history. The rest is history. It's the, hey, look at us. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I'm walking on the fly, and I don't want to be doing that. So I'm here uh, talking. But as long as you can still hear me, that's all that matters. I can. We're good. All righty. All righty. Um, what was I going to say next? The next coach I have in mind, which, folks, I'm very sorry for – if you're watching the YouTube version of this, I do apologize, but this is what it's like when you own a dog. Um, <laughs> the, 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 next, the next coach I have in mind is uh, one John Harbaugh from the Baltimore Ravens. That's a no. No. He won one Super Bowl, but he – no. I don't even have to – I don't even have to – no. <laughs> I don't – there's nothing else – I know he's got a suit and everything, but uh, you know what? It's the same. I think it's the same thing. I he's his story's remarkable, and his tenure's been incredible. He's been there, but I mean, he won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, and I don't think anyone's calling Joe Flacco's name to Canton. <laughs> that's that's for sure. I'll be back in one second. But yeah, I just I don't I mean like you said he won one Super Bowl and I I just I don't he hasn't you know he's it's you know he hasn't gotten back you know he's he's not you know yeah he has kept his team relevant um but he was lucky enough to get in the position to draft Lamar Jackson um so I mean I think you know we'll see maybe he can add to his resume and make me look like a fool later but right now I'm gonna say no like yeah I'm this is my first like true hard no of the night and by the way folks the reason why i went off camera is because like i said when you're dealing with a dog who's being annoying and has to go to the bathroom you gotta comply because i don't want to clean up dog piss after we're done i gotta upload this podcast to youtube and all and any format that's acceptable via anchor um i'm trying to think of some other coaches the name uh i have one i have one who are you ready okay mike tomlin Yes or no? That was where I was going next. Oh. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm saying yes. He's been to two Super Bowls. I know the Steelers haven't done much in the last 10 years when it comes to playoff success. I believe they went to the one AFC uh, championship game against the uh, Patriots where, they got, where the Patriots won. I And, and then the other thing I was going to add, too. Since the year 1969, 52 years... How many head coaches have the Pittsburgh Steelers had? Since how many? Since since when? 1969. How many coaches have they had? Yeah. Three. Three, correct. Chuck <laughs> Knoll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I was pretty sure. That's I like not more, sustained I success. I don't know what is. Yeah, and look, I'm not a big – I'm not – I think Mike Tomlin is super overrated, but I think he gets in. I, I do think he gets in because of just the if maybe if not just because of it's the Steelers and the fact that they're you know say whatever you want about about them and not getting undone. I could hate on them. I hate the Steelers, so I could gl- gladly give you plenty of uh, of ammo. But the one thing I and I, like I said, I'm not a fan of Mike Tomlin. I don't. I think he's overrated. I think Bill Cowher set him up for, for success and i mean what is he gonna have if ben goes down tomorrow what do they what do they have what, what where's their future at um, um uh, that's Dwayne Haskins. uh once again where's their future at <laughs> so um watch ask washington fans about Dwayne haskins and that's all you need to know so um i i have mean, actually i actually know washington fans and i've asked them so <laughs> um but yeah uh no so my mike tomlin i think has 
you know, like I said, regardless of my thoughts on him, I do think I think he gets in. Yeah, I think he'll get in eventually. Like, and that's the only list of coaches I can think in. Like, everybody, oh, you guys named all like the elite coaches. It's like, yeah, those are the guys who are considerations. Like, you could say like, oh, could Kyle Shanahan get in or Sean McVay? And I'm like, their sample size is just too small. Like, everyone we named has been with their organization, minus Bruce Arians, because obviously he just won the Super Bowl for at least five years. Like McVeigh's only going into his fifth. McVeigh's just going into his fifth year. Shanahan going into his fifth year. Um, and then there's the other coaches like Matt Lafleur. He's going into his third year. Uh, I have besides an, I that. Have, I do have another one. I have another one I'll throw out there for you. All right. Cool. Uh, and he, he you're, he has not been with this his current team for a while, but he has a track record at least. Are you gonna say That's John, Gruden? John? Yeah, John Gruden. Is he a yes or a no? He's a no. He is a no for me. If you go look at his rec, I, I'm gonna, I, I, I will Google it. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna get out of Skype's uh, thing. I'm gonna look at his uh, John because his coaching record overall is terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think John Gruden really like. I mean, obviously he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, but um, I don't know. He has his name. His name is is obviously speaks for itself, but. That, that's a tough one. I think he needs to do something in Oakland. Sorry, sorry, Las Vegas. <laughs> okay, but Phil, I'm looking at his record right now. In t- Since he went to the Super Bowl and won it with the Buccaneers and they finished 12-4 uh, and four in 2002, he's only had one season where he's finished above 500. That was 2005 where they went 11-5. and five. Besides that... His other seasons included eight and eight, eight and eight, twelve and four, ten and six, twelve and four, seven and nine, eleven and five, eleven and uh, five, five and eleven, four and twelve, nine and seven, nine and seven, four and twelve, seven and nine, eight and eight. I'm sorry, that is not the head coaching record of someone who belongs to have their door knocked on by Andre the Giant. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Great points. Yeah. Here. Great, 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 that's, that's great points. He's got um, a Super Bowl, but, it, but does like his name? Does uh, his name? Does his name get him in? That's that's the question. His name? It's it's like it's like Eli though. His name may get him in, but if you're asking me, no. But even to look at uh, Joe Namath, for example, he finished his career with 30 more interceptions than touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That is so. crazy. Well, I mean, obviously, you know. There's still a chance for him to add to the resume, so. Oh, there is 100%. It's just, like, I think that window's shrinking. But like I said, like I said, I know I'm on the whole Eli. Sh- I, the only other reason I think Eli gets into because of who uh, dad and brother are. I think that's going to help a lot. And with Eli, too, you know how we were saying before, like, hey, a second Super Bowl, like, helps the cases of, like, Mike Tomlin going to a second or even how Bruce Arians a second? I think Eli Manning getting a second Super Bowl can push him over the hump because I think if he just has the one against the Patriots – it may be a little scarce, but at the same time, too, that's that's just how I'm playing it. Yeah, I, I think. Look, I hate Eli Manning, but the man's in. I mean, that's it's he's in. He's better off field than he is on. He's better on Twitter than he is on. Was <laughs> on. Him, I will give him. I don't know what interview it was. I'll I'll give some positives for uh, Eli Manning fans out there. The one thing he said, like, what's what's uh, well, how did he say? It? I'm gonna butcher it. I feel like, but he said he said he was interviewing with somebody. I don't remember who it was. Um, and they were doing some like rap, like some kind of game like this almost. And they were like, and he was like, what's Tom Brady's favorite wine? And he's like playing the Giants or something like that. I don't know. It was funny. I can't remember what he said. It was, I laughed. I'm like, okay, all right, Eli, I'll give you that one. So he's a very witty, humored person where he's just going to drop those like random one-liners out of nowhere and just get there, you there. And he's also too, one of the only like legendary quarterbacks to be, he's working for the Giants now to like help build the name of the team and like build it and get brand sponsorship deals, which I think is pretty awesome. One thing I want to know though, is why are we not getting more Eli Payton commercials? We need like that. Payton's too busy with Brad Paisley, baby for nationwide. You said what? Payton's too busy shooting uh, nationwide ads with Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley. That's true. That's true. I know I live in Canada, but I've seen too many, too much damn NFL network to remember what the commercials are. NFL network commercials. Simple as this. Auto insurance, Pizza Hut, Bud Light, maybe another kind of beer, alcohol, and Roman Swipes. Used to be Viagra, but now it's Roman Swipes. That's the NFL Network commercials in a nutshell. And, and Google. 
And, oh, and Google, yes, and Google, and the odd, and, and previewing upcoming NFL, sh- other NFL shows like Total Access, and the upcoming Thursday Nighter. Yep. Yep, that's it. But anyway, folks, I think that's going to do it. Um, episode 95, it has been just over a year and a half, 18 months since I started this journey, and we're going to be at 100 episodes sometime soon. I got something special planned for that. Phil, as the season approaches, you're going to be on more and more because you know what? I'm just starting to get all – I'm starting to send out more DMs, get everyone in involved. Uh, Alex Larson, who was supposed to be on last, a couple weeks ago, is coming back on the show soon. And if, for everyone, those of you asking, hey, why didn't I do one last week? I was on vacation. And next week I have a two episodes, one coming out Monday night with uh, Russell Baxter, pro football guru. And then next Thursday night, the Sports Dude Hind Show will be back joining me. So, awesome. Phil – it has been a blast, man. Do you have any close thoughts so, or words? It's been so great to come back, man. Football season is just around the corner. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. So this has got me hyped. Absolutely love to hear it, man. It's been an honor. Phil, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to drop this one out. Phil will be back. At le- I don't. He'll be back sometime before the season starts, but For one sure. of those appearances will be our AFC preview show. The other guests will be announced closer to the date, but Phil is the first confirmed guest for the AFC preview show. That will be out late august <laughs> i'll be in, and let me tell you you do not want to miss that one you want hot takes you're gonna that's they're gonna be there so they're getting fired in the chamber as we speak right now but anyway folks that's gonna do it for episode 95 of ywc football talk we're just that much closer to 100 have a good night everybody or day or whenever you're listening to this or morning or middle of the night peace out peace hi i'm logan anderson host of the say the damn score podcast On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.